0: to Dare to Self-Care. I'm Jen, lifestyle YouTuber, and your host of this podcast, where we dive deep with insightful guests to find out how self-care has played a role in their success. Welcome to our community. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our community. It's me, Jen. I'm sorry for the late upload this week, but at least I'm not missing the week. We will get into all of this and all things housekeeping updates in the in alignment out of alignment segment. So let's just jump right in. What was in alignment for me this week is really just embracing the flexibility of my schedule. I've had a few freelance projects recently that were a larger scope. So I was able to charge quite a lot, and it's given me just more peace of mind financially especially paired with like being in the interview process for full-time jobs and just knowing that I will have a consistent income soon. I think I'm just like not feeling as financially pressured or stressed or like I need to be productive at every single minute of the day. So I'm just trying to embrace the flexibility, I think especially knowing that I might be going full-time soon. And, you know, I've been working at Rumble a lot. I have these big freelance projects and all of that combined. I'm just trying to embrace the flexibility without feeling any guilt if I let's say grab a coffee midday with a friend or don't jam packed every single second of every single day with work stuff especially I think last week was so crazy I had this video shoot and rumble on like three different things in one day two days in a row the morning shift like I just worked crazy hours and I'm just trying to embrace the slower days without feeling anxious and you know, another example actually is on this upcoming Monday and Tuesday. I'm gonna be upstate with Ethan. So I'm really excited for that. Just I feel like every fall we do one at least trip where we go upstate. During the pandemic, we did like this tent. It's called Gather Wild. And we stayed in these like luxury tents and we cooked in the kit the outdoor kitchen. And it's just it's really nice. I think especially one with the hustle and bustle of the city that we live in, but two also Ethan's natural state. He's not a city kid by any means. He loves the slower paced life. And when I do that with him, I just feel so at peace. He loves to cook and, you know, go on hikes and be in nature. And that's all things that we really enjoy doing upstate. And we just feel like it's our own little getaway and it's a quick drive away. So we're doing that on Monday and Tuesday. And I don't feel any guilt for not working at all. I I don't really have anything scheduled. I took off Rumble and that's kind of it. I think I'm I'm mentally preparing to go back to full time. So I'm trying not to take on any new clients or anything and just like enjoy the time, not time off, but next week I am kind of off. It's my birthday. On Thursday, I'm away Monday, Tuesday, so I'm not really working much next week. I'm going to pick up a shift here and there or walk some dogs or do something, but I'm hoping to get a full-time job that I'll be starting very soon, so I'm trying to just enjoy enjoy it. So that's what's in alignment. It's very hard for me to just embrace not working traditional hours, I guess. So it's been really nice and I'm really excited for Upstate and no promises at all, but maybe we'll record a podcast. I know Ethan would love to do that. It's just more about like if we find the time because it's a very quick trip, but I do need to have him on the podcast soon. So we will see. Out of alignment, I hate, this feels like a personal thing for you guys and it's not at all, but I hate this, but I think I'm just feeling like the podcast is too overwhelming, which sucks. Because I love it so much. And I hate feeling inconsistent with my projects. If I'm going to do something, I'm doing it consistently. And I think I just sort of took it into my own hands. And I'm taking a small hiatus from hiatus, from interviewing people I got really burned out from it. I'm interviewing multiple people every single week since January. So that's a lot. And I just, I've been feeling like I'm I'm dreading interviews or I'm just not excited about any guests or pitching people and absolutely nothing personal to any guests. It could be literally Michelle Obama and it would feel dreadful right now. I think that's just a sign of burnout. I have some new ideas that I think is going to make the podcast a lot more fun for me and relatable for you guys and just different you have enough of these interview podcasts where I feel like I can really just have on guests that excite me and have a specific wellness, you know, niche and bring a lot to the table while also doing more solo episodes, Once with Ethan, having my friends on where we talk about what's in alignment and out of alignment for us that we're all going through. And of course, not just like negative things that everyone's going through, but like the positives. It could be a career episode, relationships. I don't know. I feel like just listening in on conversations with friends could be a really cool thing on this podcast because I have some incredible friendships and I think that you would all benefit and I actually someone one of you guys dm'd me recently that you loved the sex talk episode that I had Sydney and Carla on so I'm gonna have them both on -on one-on-one too I'm gonna invest in another microphone and just like switch things up I've been doing for two years really I took like a literal three-week break last December and that was it and I started interviewing people the Third week or this, I think I was interviewing people during the break, so it really didn't count. So I've been doing this for two years every single week, and I think it's just time to switch things up, still do interviews, but not feel so much pressure to do them every single week. And I'm open to any feedback that you guys have, but this will be the last interview of the season for now. I'm gonna take a little bit of a break and It might be a month. It might be a few. I don't know. It really depends on if I get a full-time job and what that adjustment looks like or if I start recording with friends and want to get them out ASAP. We'll see. I want to make some money first before I invest in another microphone because this is a pretty expensive microphone. It's over $200 and I want them. I want the quality to be perfect for you guys. So I'm going to take a break. There won't be an episode next week. I will be catching up on the Instagram for the next few weeks. So there will still be reels content and snippets and all that fun stuff. But yeah, this is my official announcement that I'm going to be taking a break, but definitely make sure you're subscribed because I might have like a little surprise episode. If I get a job and I want to update you guys or I podcast with Ethan, Um, I'll do some like fun stuff here or there, but in terms of being consistent every Tuesday with interviews, I'm taking a break for now and I just got to take care of me and I don't like to overpromise and underdeliver. I'd rather promise and be consistent and get you the content that you guys are used to rather than struggle to get these episodes out. And I hate listening to people on podcasts or YouTube videos when I'm like, oh my God, they seem miserable and they're just doing this because they have to and because we're waiting for the episodes I'm like it's not enjoyable when the energy is not there. So I'm going to take a minute, regroup. Recenter, rethink what this podcast looks like. I think I'm moving soon and starting a job, hopefully. So there's just a lot of changes that I need to take a step back from the podcast to handle and just like reassess. So I will keep you posted on my thought process with all of this over on YouTube. So subscribe to all the vlogs that I post every week and I'll obviously keep you updated on Instagram stories and in the Geneva chat, of course. So plenty of places to keep in touch and stay up to date. And as I said, subscribe so that you don't miss, you know, an update or fun podcast episode with Ethan or one of my friends coming up soon. So thank you for being so patient with me throughout this. I'm just glad that I could be honest. And I think you've heard me the past few weeks kind of touch on this and, I just wanted to, you know, get all the interviews out that I already did, and I stopped. I actually had a few people I was really excited about, but I just couldn't get myself to, I want to have my energy on point for these people, so I'm going to reschedule with them. You have lots of amazing content coming for this podcast soon, but in order to be my best self for all that content, we're going to take a little break. So let's breathe in what was in alignment and out what was out of alignment for us this week. Honestly, I feel great getting that off that getting that off my chest. Little product recommendation. I think it'll still be live tomorrow. But if you know me, you know I'm obsessed with the Mayfair group. I wear all their sweatshirts. I like hate summer. I'm so excited for fall. I love dressing cozy and comfortable. And I like to wear sweatshirts or sweaters with leggings and call it a day. And summer, it's really hard to do that. And one of my favorite things to wear is sweats from the Mayfair group because not only are they so trendy and cool, but they always have such a nice, meaningful saying on them. And especially in a city like New York, I just like, I like knowing that I'm spreading a little mental health awareness, a little joy, a little positive message. People are always stopping me and saying, I love your sweatshirt if it says, like, be kind to people or whatever. So they are on 260 sample sale, which, if you're not familiar, is a sample sale website. And they have one in person here in the city and they do sample sales every single week. And today the Mayfair group one just went live and I've been eyeing these sweatpants and sweatshirt from there for maybe a year. I'm not even exaggerating because the sweatpants are the matching pants to a sweatshirt I have. And then there's a sweatshirt that's been out for for sure over a year. And I just, it's really expensive. So I've kind of held a beat, but I just got both pieces for $30 each. And I'm like, couldn't it be more excited. I spent $60 on a full set. So I'm really excited. And in case you guys are listening to this episode right when it drops, the sample sale should still be free or not free. It should be up live. So go to 260 sample sale, their online site and go to Mayfair for sure. Okay. The guest of this week's episode is Tara I'm going to be honest, don't know how to pronounce her last name. Chris Kreis, and she is the acting president of Mikuna Foods, the first company to introduce Chocho. It's a clean superfood protein source from Ecuador that they brought to the U.S. market. It has so many benefits, especially for us IBS girls out there. It's super gentle. It tastes so neutral. It is. Perfection. So we're going to talk about all things chocho Cho protein, diving into this new wellness trend on all of its benefits and how you can use it and what recipes you can make, ingredients you should be avoiding in protein products. And we spoke a lot about how to navigate allergies in the wellness space. So you have an allergy or you have, you know, some sort of food intolerance and you need to, you know, you're celiac and you need to be gluten-free and all of these things. And how to navigate that paired with also trying to stay healthy and feel your best and just how to navigate that whole process of being limited to food due to allergies and things that are out of your control. She gave so many amazing tips. She went, I want to say vegan, I'm forgetting. This was a few weeks ago, but because of her daughter's own allergy and she has just so many amazing tips and We talk all about that in this week's episode. So enjoy this episode. Please subscribe over on YouTube, TikTok, Geneva, so we can keep in touch during this little hiatus. And I will see you guys very soon. Enjoy this episode. take a quick break in the episode to talk about the next sponsor of this podcast, which is a product I use literally every day by Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 honestly a year ago because I wanted to have better gut health, better sleep, more energy, all of it. And honestly, there were no supplements that actually tasted good. And I just hated taking so many pills and it just was not for me. So I finally tried AG1 and it tastes incredible you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food sourced ingredients probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right in the beginning of the day I personally take it in my smoothies I think it gives it such a nice flavor and it's just an easy way for me to get it in or I will just mix it in water really quick it still tastes so good The great thing about it is as someone with IBS and just like a bunch of dietary restrictions and just nothing ever sat well with me, it's completely lifestyle friendly. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, any of the things, there's no GMOs, no chemicals, artificial anything, and it still tastes good. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Jen Lauren. That's athleticgreens.com slash Jen Lauren to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Let's get back into the episode. Hi, Tara. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, Jen. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Of course. I'm excited because I tried your protein powder and absolutely loved it. My boyfriend is obsessed with it. So I can't wait to hear about like what why I'm obsessed with it and what actually goes into it.
1: <laughs> I love the word obsessed. That's my praise. How did you try it? What was your method of choice?
0: The chocolate one I put in smoothies for like a month until we ran out and it was incredible.
1: Well, we need to get more.
0: <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, I want to dive into all that, but let's start with your top self-care tip that has played a role in your success. Oh my gosh! For me,
1: it's making sure I get a workout in almost every day, if not uh, five to seven days a week. Right now, it's my bike. I just need physical movement, especially sitting all day. And then I'd say that coupled with I'm going to show you something, and you're going to laugh at me. Okay. (laughs) But with COVID, I switched to this kind of chair. Uh huh. And it's made all the difference because my day is an ab workout now (laughs) because I have to balance
0: wait, that's amazing. I want that right. link. That is yeah, I'll pass so it. amazing. <laughs> Please do. Okay. So right. what led to the creation of Makuna?
1: Well, that's an interesting story. It's our founder story. So I'm the CEO of the company, our founder, a gentleman named Ricky Echenike, He's native Ecuadorian. He was a professional athlete by the age of 14 in Ecuador. He played tennis Brought himself to the U.S. as a teenager uh, to pursue tennis and his dreams of making it big here in the U.S. Um, But post-college, when he was dabbling with ideas of pro tennis and other things, he ended up having three autoimmune conditions, put him in bed for almost two years. Yeah, when you grow up in Ecuador, it's kind of a meat, 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 and more meat diet. And Mm -hmm. not a lot of nutrition talk goes on. And he had a friend suggest he go plant-based Uh, to try to stem the inflammation, and it was really life-changing for him. Um, Couldn't believe how much better he felt, and that's when he concepted the idea for a functional beverage to try to help other athletes and people not go through what he went through, and he went back to Ecuador. He was going to use a lot of the crops that he was familiar with, Uh, but when he reached the decision on which plant-based protein to put in his beverage, he didn't like his options. Uh, A lot of people have the digestive issues associated with soy and pee if you you work out and then you you drink a smoothie and suddenly you blow up like a beach ball, which is the opposite of everything you intend by working out. Um, And that's when kind of his family connections and farming and everything came into the picture. Uh, Chocho grows between 11 and 14,000 feet in the Andes, and it's kind of been on the periphery for Ricky for his whole life. But... It's not, It's it's been a lost crop in the Incas. It, politically, incorrectly, it was thought of as the poor people's food. And uh, you know, he he knew of it, but when he got connected up with a scientist in Ecuador who had worked on it for the better part of a career, he had lived in the States by, for about a decade. By that point, he knew what a superfood was. And he gets the nutritional profile of chocho, and he realizes that he has a superfood on his hands. He scraps that functional beverage idea, and he just doubles down on making the works of a supply chain that the company was working off of at that time to bring just Mil chocho Cho to the United States so that he could make a protein supplement for himself, basically making products for himself. And wow. so his story was really rooted in self-care and wellness and trying to heal and bring it forward. Now, this incredible ingredient we're bringing to the masses here in the U.S.
0: I couldn't relate more to that story. You were kind of describing that a bunch of us experience where you work out, you try to have your smoothie, you're trying to be all healthy, and then your gut just feels inflamed and you're bloated. And I think so many of us experience that. And that was a big reason why I loved the protein powder was because I felt good after and I didn't know why. And that's why I'm excited to dive into it. What is chocho? Like I we we dove into it a little bit, but what are the benefits?
1: Yeah, so as I said, chocho grows, it's a lupin, so it's not a bean. Uh, However, it is in the legume family, but that doesn't mean it's a peanut. Um, It is a lupin, and it grows between 11 and 14,000 feet in the Andes. It's one of four lupins on the planet that humans can consume. So the other three are blue, white, and yellow. Uh, If you go to Europe, particularly Southern Europe, uh, there's a lot of use of lupins in Greek and Mediterranean cooking. If you go to Australia, also lupins are prominent. But here, they haven't been much on the radar. This particular lupin has been grown by the indigenous farmers in the Andes as the overwinter crop in between corn or quinoa or potatoes, whatever their main crop is, they use it because it's actually the fertilizer for the ground. It fixates nitrogen into the soil and it improves water solvency. So it's actually a regenerative crop. It's a fantastic story. And in that particular region, so if you think about the Andes, it's right on the equator. Winter time, it's cold and it's very dry, but it doesn't freeze. Whereas you go to the Rockies or the Alps, 14,000 feet, it is frozen. Rainier, frozen, right? Year round. It doesn't freeze at that elevation. And so this stress on this particular plant has forced this plant to adapt to be a super plant. And that adaptation is that it's over 54% protein by weight when we harvest it. That means it's the most protein of any plant on the planet. Wow. Soy thirty-six, peas twenty-six, so it's 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 a big difference. But more importantly, it contains zinc. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And then it's over 20% oils when we harvest it, rich in all the omegas. It's prebiotic. And the most important part for people like us who like to drink it in smoothies, it's flavor neutral and it's lectin free. Lectins are that substance that Darwinian plants have adapted over the years to try to keep birds and people from eating them. And they're what make us feel bloated and not so great in the stomach. Lectins are throughout soy and pea. It's really difficult to fully remove lectins from soy and pea. Lectins are on the outside of chocho, so when we put it through uh, only water, no chemical, only water debittering process, we're able to fully remove lectins from chocho. So what you get is this super nutritious, very neutral, you've tasted it, very neutral flavor profile, no bloating, no digestive issue experience, which is quite game-changing, in this category because almost everything else in this category does have some digestive fun associated with it.
0: Right. Which is crazy because you know, it's marketed as wellness, but you're not feeling well when you're digesting it. So also I agree it's flavor neutral because there's no aftertaste. And I feel like so many protein powders, you get that almost not chemical, but almost just like fake taste after that just lingers. It's almost Mm -hmm. like you had baby powder and it totally just, I, I think I actually tried the neutral one, like with no flavor in it. And I didn't even taste a protein powder in it. It just like filled me up.
1: I love that, that, that you said that that's your experience because effectively all that's in, so this is our, our new packaging and this is oh, our, cool. um, this is our one ingredient, pure chow chow. Literally all that's in here is chow chow. So, if you turn the back around and you look at our ingredient, it says just cho cho protein. So rare. You turn around the label of any other product in this category, whether it's some that are doing a very good job with a small ingredient list, you know, closer to our flavors, or the incumbents, the much bigger, larger brands that have been around, then they've got 23, 30 ingredients with lots of fillers and additives and sodium. That's one of the biggest things people don't talk about in this category. You look at the back of so many of those, one uh, serving of one of those protein supplements can be up towards 40% of your daily sodium in one little smoothie, one little scoop. And, and it's because they have to off flavor, to your point. pea isolate has a lot of flavor challenges. And so they're, they're trying to balance that with lots of stuff.
0: I was just going to say, I've tried like the cleanest of clean pea protein where it's the only ingredient and it just tastes like chalk and I can't do it. So I resort to those ones with a little additional fillers or additional sugar just for the taste. And it's just incredible to me that there's something so nutrient dense that not that no one knew about, but people in America definitely didn't know about it, but also no one was utilizing it. Like that's crazy to me. It was to me, too.
1: So my background, uh, I hate to date myself, but 25 plus year career in marketing, uh, 20 of that was in tech. Um, but in 2017, I joined Impossible Foods as the SVP of marketing, and that was kind of the merging of my kind of professional tech meets white space categories that don't exist, you know, Impossible Burger, a plant-based burger, right? Cre- creating categories for people, for things that people don't realize they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and my personal story, which is I have a daughter who's now 20, but she was born in 2002 with 120 life threat- 125 life-threatening allergies that can kill her in less than 60 seconds. What? Yeah, and she can't eat a single animal. And so I've been vegan for a very long time in solidarity with her. And all of the travel I've done all over the planet for those big jobs, I'd come home looking like I played Survivor instead of on some posh business trip because I'm surviving on Larabars. Wow. And so, you know, joining Impossible, it was an important moment for me as a marketer because I got to put something in the world that taught the masses that plants can taste good. It's all it needed to do. It, it didn't need to solve everything. It just needed to teach people that plants can, can fit in our diets. But now with Makuna, this is such an amazing opportunity for me because it's we get to put the plant back in plant-based foods. And so many of the protein powders that you're talking about are super ultra-processed. Mm-hmm. And this is a whole food. It's like, it's like if you cut an orange, it's still a whole food. All we've done is cut it down to teeny tiny pieces. This is a whole food what's in here. And getting back to that and to your point of, you know, the fact that nobody knew about it, it is literally a lost crop in the ink. Is When I met Ricky and he told me the story, I was like, no way. Big food has to know about this. There's no way. Right. And lo and behold, we're the only supply chain out to North America.
0: So what so- problems is the product solving for people? I know you just mentioned your daughter. Are there any other big things you guys hear of when people are reporting on like how much the product has helped them?
1: There's the micro cases and then there's the macro. If I look mm-hmm. on the micro side, uh, we hear regularly from nutritionists and dietitians and physicians now who are literally prescribing Makuna, People who have different disease states and conditions, very acute conditions, going through things like cancer treatment, those process, those different treatments are very invasive and really wreck gut in many cases and make it very difficult for people to eat anything. God forbid, you're also on a limited diet, right? Like you can't have gluten or you are vegan and are trying to stay vegan, whatever it is. You've now taken a narrow set of foods and you've really reduced it because they can't stomach many things. Makuna is the opposite of that. Cho-cho is the one thing that we hear consistently. It's literally what uh, other physicians and the founder of Thorne is one of our investors. He's literally said to me, uh, a, a, an, from his view, a hypoallergenic protein powder, which is the first of its kind, because it's calming on the stomach. And so we're allowing people who really struggle to eat to have this amazing, easy way of getting nutrition in their diets. But we like to look at it also more from a macro view, which is that really unique profile of Cho Cho just raw harvested cho-cho, the, the 20% oil, is second in quality only to olive oil, all of that protein, all of the other nutrition value. As an ingredient, there's also the future, and that's really the mission of the company, is to allow others to develop with the ingredient, not just our own branded products, to create use cases and foods for people like my daughter and others who can't eat animals, Beyond burgers and nuggets, because my gosh, we need more than plant-based burgers and nuggets and, and things that are not so processed. So right. that's the other big mission for the company. We're already selling as an ingredient. Um, there's some news that'll come from our team very, very soon on some folks that are about we're about to announce that are using it as an ingredient. Um, but it's a really amazing story, and when it ends up in the hands of anyone working in culinary, and they realize the versatility that it's more like a flower what's in here, they go gangbusters for it
0: yeah how else can you use the product it's so you said it's more like a flour could you make like protein pancakes and like breads like how how else do people use the ingredient
1: well since we're on a zoom i'm going to share my oh if you let me share i'll show okay.
0: you
1: very old packaging so ignore the packaging because this is a data picture my daughter makes with this but okay um this is something my daughter has made these <gasps> are <Cho-cho> cinnamon rolls
0: <laughs> no way <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> Um,
1: so it sits somewhere between an almond flour and a coconut flour. Okay, and wow. So, and it's also gluten-free. So when you think baked good and gluten-free, you usually think, um, you know, mm-hmm.
0: that,
1: <laughs> that very dry, uh, not so great texture. Uh, I hate the word moist, but it gives you a very moist, dense, baked good that also has all this protein and nutrition value. So... Let's just say you're going to hear very soon of a very large brand announcing some very interesting things that they've done with it. Um, here today already, we have partnered with uh, Canyon Ranch. The director of culinary there wow. is, a, is a huge advocate now. Uh, and he not only has replaced all of the uh, protein supplements and all of their just juice and smoothies, he's actually recipe developing with it for on-menu and that's what we're seeing more and more of is people looking well beyond just turning in smoothies.
0: That's absolutely incredible. I'm going to start like making so many <laughs> different variations with it, especially cuz the gut health really is what grabs me because there's so many products and wellness things out there that are like this is good for your gut and really it leaves your stomach in shambles. Mm-hmm. But what you need to look for is what I'm what I'm learning is the most gentle nutrient dense foods not the most complex gut health friendly foods like it's it's it gets so murky out there and with that being said i just touching on your story other than obviously the chocho how do you and your daughter navigate so many restrictions for anyone who you know doesn't have a choice and has allergies and has to restrict how do you navigate your restrictions and find you know still a way to enjoy your life?
1: I'll tell you, it's been a journey. Uh, And her dad and I both went plant-based with her in solidarity. One, we knew she was going to have the experience of being the odd kid out everywhere, always, every birthday party, all of that. And we didn't want her to have that experience at home too. Amazing. Like we didn't want mom and dad's dinner to be different from hers. And so I was the traveler of the family and I was on the front lines of that journey in the beginning and how hard it was. Cause if you think back to 2003, like there was no, no chic vegan, anything. In right. And I saw it as an opportunity to educate every conversation with the server everywhere was an opportunity to one more person in the world just might think a little differently. Um, there's a lot of Food in pockets and purses and bags. Like I said, Lara bars have been everywhere. In my, <laughs> you know, like people have like chapsticks. I have Lara bars <laughs> everywhere I go. Um, but the other thing that that I think is really really important is being very open to anything that anyone wants to make me, as long as it fits plant based on what I can eat. Right. So I my daughter's unfortunately also allergic to mushrooms, so she has to be a little more careful with that. I eat mushrooms, she's fine with me eating mushrooms. (laughs) But, you know, I'll tell a server, I'll eat anything plant-based the chef wants to make me. And so being open has allowed, one, I've had really great culinary experiences, but two, I'm showing that I'm not trying to like, you know, be Meg Ryan in the movie where she's like this on the side and this on the side, but like, I'm open, just no animals please. And that's been really, really helpful, but it's interesting that you asked this question because we were on vacation just last week, and we were at a really nice resort uh, up in Maine, and they you know, professed and advertised, they handle all dietary restrictions, and they have lots of options, and it, I mean, it was a really nice resort, and we still got constrained down to really highly processed, prepackaged plant-based foods. And that was their, like, check the box. And even with that, they didn't train well. And so my poor daughter who, you know, for me, it's just a choice. My daughter doesn't have a choice. She had doubt as to whether or not what they brought was even safe. Right. Right. And, And so I have a lot of empathy for people in the world, you know, who have to go through with any kind of dietary restriction that is not a choice and what's been harder is all of the craze around things like gluten and, uh, you know, people choosing dietary restrictions that it became kind of the blowback, I think, by a lot of servers of like, you're just being difficult. It's made right. it challenging for people who it's not, it's not a choice, but I think people should be able to choose whatever they want. And so it's just literally for us, it's kind of everyday, almost man to man combat of making having good decisions, being really positive with the people that you're having conversations about food ordering with. And we had to teach my kid from a very young age to be able to judge, is the person really listening? Like, are they they getting it? Or are they just, yeah, 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 and don't care. And that's, that was the part that we really focused on for us, because when in doubt, don't eat, Let let the food show up. Don't, Make a big deal, you can go go to the Larabar later. And it all comes right. back.
0: To bars. <laughs> I know. I feel like this is just a big advertisement. The bars <laughs> the <too. bar. laughs> they are so yummy, I'm not gonna lie. Um I it I something that struck me at what you said was, you know, you have these restrictions, your daughter doesn't have a choice, but it sounds like you're also pretty health conscious too. Like you're not trying to just get full from your food, you're also trying to get nutrients and feel good from your meal. So what are some things that you look to avoid? Cause it sounds like you've really done your research in terms of health and, and products and like what gums to avoid and processed foods. What are some things that are kind of like non-negotiable for you that you've done the research and you're like, that is not good for my insides.
1: <laughs> I mean, to me, anything ultra processed right now, I, I just stay away from. Yes, every once in a while I'll cheat, but just generally, I try to go for whole foods. Um, I prefer to cook myself a lot. I'm really fortunate. I live in LA. I'm here in the marina. I can order Cafe Gratitude if I want takeout. So I feel like I have the best cheating takeout in the world. Um, But for me, it's really about whole foods, quality of produce. I go to the Santa Monica Farmer's Market on the weekend or the Marina Del Rey Farmer's Market on Thursdays. Um, and I really like connecting with farmers and understanding who's actually growing a lot of the produce. You know, we work with indigenous farmers, understanding that, and to you know, the bigger point of question, all the food we really need is actually here on the planet. Like like the like Cho Cho, right? Another great example, but like, the things we need are really here. The earth has actually provided the stuff we need. We've just become so disconnected from where food really comes from. You know, food marketing for 50 years had this like, you know, nice wall between us and how food's really made. But if we recognize that a lot of the herbs and plants and crops and things that are here, flavor, that's all here for us. Personally, the things that I do, I'm a faster, so I fast all day. I eat a giant breakfast breakfast. And I eat a giant dinner they are 12 hours apart so I have this beautiful 12 12 system you know sometimes it's 13 11 whatever but generally half and half and I make sure my morning is you know really well-rounded between uh you know a giant thing of overnight oatmeal that I make with Cho Cho and then I've got uh, I eat a whole avocado every day and then there's this brand called field roast that makes these amazing plant-based sausages that are not super super uh, processed like some of the other brands And then I do uh, one latte uh, and tons of water, lemon water in the morning. And then I just drink water all day until the evening. And then I eat a giant dinner. And I've never felt better in my life. And I think that's one of the biggest learnings for me in the last three to four years is that I feel like we've been taught by marketing that we need to be feeding our digestive system all the time. When in fact, when you listen to folks like Dr. Mark Hyman, you know, cleaning, letting the digestive system kind of clean out in between things. And that's how the body was actually intended. Cavemen didn't have food around for snacking three <laughs> to five minutes.
0: Right. So if anyone's listening and they've maybe been thinking about going plant-based for a while and they're ready to start, it seems like an overwhelming, because it is, it's a full-on lifestyle change. Where, what are your tips for just getting started? Do you recommend like, Dipping your toe in, maybe what are some dinner go- to dinners that you always you know know and love to go to at night?
1: Yeah, I'd say the biggest thing is with any change, change is hard. we're not we're not set up real well for change. And I think trying to immediately dive into the deep end of a hundred percent plant-based is almost setting yourself up for failure. Um, a lot of people I, I hear friends who've tried or are trying struggle because they all miss cheese. I get it. I used to go to Paris myself and and, and indulge in Brie and all of the loveliness. Um, You know, maybe starting with like vegetarian, right? Just slowly working into it is the first thing because it can be really overwhelming. And it really comes down to what's working for you at the individual level. But I don't feel like it's as difficult as we tend to make it. It just takes a reframing. You know, when I did it, I, you know, we're talking the early 2000s. There wasn't, there weren't many options. So I ended up really learning how to cook a lot of Indian food. I got into a lot of things with chickpeas and dal, lentils. Uh, and I grew up in the middle of Pennsylvania. Like a well-rounded meal in my childhood was a pork chop my mom cooked into a weapon, mashed mm-hmm. potatoes, and you know, buttery corn. So for me to be making Indian food, like it's polar opposite of my childhood but I discovered all these amazing flavors that I never really understood and knew about and got into curries and things like that. So curries are actually really easy to make. And I always thought they were more complex because of the flavor profile. Mm -hmm. So I tend to do a lot of things with curries. Um, I also, you know, bring on the gluten for me. I have no problem with gluten. So I love pasta. (laughs) Um, and you know, I'll make a vegan pesto pasta, um, Myself, and that for me is a very simple, you know, 15 minute meal and I do that quite often. Um, The New York Times cooking app is actually your friend. Um, There are so many amazing vegan recipes on there. And even a lot of the vegetarian recipes can very easily be made vegan. And then for those who are, you know, worrying about the whole cheese thing, especially if you live in New York, uh, if you go in Lower, uh, lower East Side, um, uh, there is uh, a cheesemonger um, at, oh gosh, now I'm going to forget the name. There's a market on the Lower East Side. New Yorkers on the line, you might be able to help me. Essex uh,
0: Market? Essex,
1: thank you. <laughs> There's a vegan cheesemonger there, and they have the most amazing cashew-based cheeses. Wow. That. I remember what cow-based cheese and goat-based cheese, this, you would not know the difference. So you don't need to sacrifice. And it's not just like the, you know, the stuff you see in the grocery store, like real French made cheese. And so you don't have to sacrifice.
0: Wow. Those were such specific tips that I would so appreciate if I was considering plant-based. And I love that you said Indian food because it is probably the most flavorful food there is. And they rarely use, I mean, so many Indians are, naturally just vegetarian or plant-based vegan because of their religion as well so they have the most intense flavor profiles in the best way so i would be doing the same exact thing because it's actually my favorite food anyway um okay let's go into the ending segment fun facts and favorites what is your favorite book
1: oh god that's really hard i mean i'm gonna nerd out right now and i'm gonna say that I'm going to, I'm going to peg myself as an original techie, but there's a book by Neil Stevenson called snow crash. Um, and it's a real nerd book. (laughs) uh, It's still one of my favorite books of all time.
0: Okay, cool. What's your favorite workout class?
1: I love the class by Taryn Toomey. I subscribe, uh, and I do it here in my living room. My neighbors probably think I'm crazy when I'm grunting and yelling, but I am a huge fan of the class.
0: Okay. Me too. I used to work at a PR agency and they were my client for two years and I'm obsessed with them. So oh. that warmed my heart, especially the digital studio. Yes.
1: Love the digital studio.
0: They're opening in LA soon. So maybe you can go visit the studio. Yes, please. <laughs> when do you feel you're happiest?
1: Uh, when I'm with my kid, uh, she's now, you know, my buddy as an adult and we just had the most killer vacation. We, uh, we went to, we went glamping and It was pouring rain and there we were lying in bed giggling like a bunch of kids (laughs) laughing and joking with my kid is the best.
0: That's amazing. Um, What would be your last meal on earth?
1: Oh, gosh. There is a restaurant in the Mission in San Francisco called Shizen. It is a vegan sushi restaurant. Yes, you think vegan sushi and you think all you're eating is like cucumber and avocado rolls could not be further from the truth. Wow. They've been reviewed by Michelin, the most flavorful other than Indian food, yeah. <laughs> the most flavorful food, plant-based food I have ever had.
0: Wow. I need to try that. Okay. Where can the people find you in all things Makuna, Chocho, everything that's coming up? Well, Makuna, we are
1: at Makuna Foods on Instagram, MakunaFoods.com, online. Uh, we have some announcements coming about some major fun retail stuff in the very near future. Stay tuned for that. Uh, right now, you can find us DTC and Amazon, so direct-to-consumer on our website, Amazon. You can also find us at Central Market throughout Texas. Uh, you can find us here in L.A. at Erwan. We've got a couple of locations in New York and here in L.A. Um, uh, Coco is a really great partners, partner of ours. They've got uh, locations in Williamsburg, Manhattan, up near Columbia. They just opened one. They've got one here in Venice. They make amazing smoothies and bowls, uh, but on the retail side, stay tuned. More news.
0: I'm like craving it now, so I'm going to go to Loco Coco today.
1: (laughs) Max did such a good job with those smoothies.
0: Thank you so much, Tara. Thank
1: you, Jen. I really appreciate you inviting me on.
0: Of course. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I would so appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate, review, and definitely subscribe so that you don't miss another insightful episode. You can also engage with the community on the Dare to Self Care podcast Instagram. So definitely join us all there. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.